And I hope I can say something through the leadership of the Holy Spirit that would help you and encourage you in the Lord today. If we get any help, it'll be from Him, not from us. It'll be from His Word that'll help lead, guide, and direct us. Amen? He knows what we stand in need of today. I don't know where you've been in your life this week or what's going on, but I know the Lord knows. And He <laughs> He knows what we need. Amen? I feel the presence of God this morning. But let's look at 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. We're going to break right in at the first verse. The Bible says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. You know what that word faint right there in that verse means? That means we don't lose heart. We don't get discouraged. Paul is speaking here, and listen Hey, explain some things. He says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, thank God for mercy, Amen. we faint not. But we have reannounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, which means deceitful methods. I'm talking about saved people. We don't walk with deceitful methods in our lives, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. That's a heavy responsibility. Amen. But listen closely. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Can I tell you today when you're trying to witness to somebody that's lost or they're trying to tell you what the Bible says, they cannot understand what they're telling you because the scripture said it's hid to them that are lost. They would love to understand this right here without salvation, but I'm glad it'll take salvation to understand what thus saith the word of God. Now I can sit down and read any kind of book and, and I'm not much of a book reader. You may be. But if you write a book, I'll say what Brother Terry said. If you write a book and give it to me, I'm just going to tell you, I probably won't read it. I'm not a book reader. I love to read the Bible. Amen. And when I read the Bible, it comes alive to me. Yeah. It opens yeah. to me and it shows me the hidden things of God. Why? Because I'm saved. And if we'll apply ourselves, it'll show us some things in our lives. Can I get an amen? amen? In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Listen. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. This is getting deep. I've got to keep going. <laughs> For we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord, ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, listen, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. <laughs> but we 
have this treasure in earthland vessels, the Bible says, that the excellency of his power may be of God and what? Not of us. Listen, church, Christians, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed. You know what perplexed means? Confused or puzzled. But not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Can I get an amen? amen. Cast down, <laughs> but not destroyed. You may have got cast down this week. Somebody may have knocked you off your feet this week, spiritually speaking. But I'm glad that we're not destroyed. Go all the way down to verse 16. For which cause we what? We faint not. But though our outward man perish, the Bible says, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. Well, I ain't felt too good about what's went on this week. Here's what the Bible calls it. For our light afflictions. <laughs> our light afflictions, listen, which is but for a what? Y'all thought it's going to last a while, didn't you? It's just for a moment, the Bible says. Worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. I'm glad to be weighted down with his presence. Amen, this morning. Here's the key, listen. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen, hallelujah, is eternal. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, for a few moments, God, would you help us open our ears of hearing, our hearts of understanding. May we receive your word, Lord, and grow in the power and the demonstration of your word. God, uh, just speak through these stammering lips, Lord, just for a few minutes. God, if they get anything today, it'll be because of you and not me. Hide me, Lord, today. We'll love and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. We see here in this chapter, if we're looking real closely, God's comforted the ministry for his people that are suffering for him. I don't know if you've done much suffering lately, but we suffer a lot, so a lot of times in the ministry. Paul doesn't allow his difficulties and the pressures that he's talking about make him take shortcuts in the ministry. I'm glad for men of God that will stand and preach the word and won't shortcut it, won't sugarcoat it, but will tell it like it is, amen. I feasted on Brother Greg's message all week that he preached Sunday night. It was a tough message, but it was a love letter from heaven. And boy, I sure loved it. Thank you, brother, for preaching the word of God. And all you preachers that do that. And today in this world, we can see that it's gone crazy if we'll look at it real closely. We've seen things on, on uh, the news and on the internet and on our phones this week that I would have never thought we would ever saw. But we're living in wicked and perverse times where, where good is called evil and evil is called good. 
uh, the good is not praised, but it's put down and called hate speech. And the evil is praised and worshipped by the multitudes and the thousands. God, help us not to fall into that sewer of sin and fall into that wickedness that the devil has put out. Just because the world waves the flag and says it's okay, doesn't mean it's okay. And we as God people don't need to celebrate what's going on in this world, amen? But we need to celebrate that Jesus is coming soon. He's coming after a people that's looking unto him, the author and the finisher of their faith. And I'm glad he's got the first say and he'll have the last in it. I praise his holy name today. They may have their parties. They may dress up like devils have big performances and have big crowds and raise millions of dollars and have everything that the world has to offer. But I want that eternal weight of glory upon my life because this that I see right now is just temporal. But I'm looking unto Jesus for that eternal hope one day after a while. When I move out of this life, I won't have to worry about all this mess that's going on to teach my grandchildren and my children uh, where to go to the bathroom if they're boys and girls or cats or dogs. I'm telling you this morning we're living in wicked times that the Bible talks about. Men's hearts are becoming continuously evil. You can look back in the scriptures and find out when that goes on God does something. Amen. He don't let man be his own destruction but God will have the last word. They can celebrate and they can have their Hollywood and they can do all they want to. They can get up every morning decide to be a cat or a dog but I'm telling you we need to trust Jesus in these last days that we live. We need we need to stand for God. We need to preach the word. We need to stand on what thus saith the word of God. If they take us to jail and cut our heads off. Amen. Amen. Man, we need to stand on the word of God. It's not popular anymore. They're putting away all the things that stand for God. They're doing away with the King James Version Bible. They're bringing in every kind of version that they can bring in. You can take an NIV and a King James Version and begin to read them side by side. You don't believe me? I got one in my office to prove you the fact. You can get in there and realize that the NIV is taking the blood out of their version that's been sent from hell. But I'll tell you what I want. Give me the King James Version. I want the old stuff. I want to stick with what thus saith the word of God. Amen. Now, I'm not so foolish to stand before you this morning and tell you that, that this thing is straight from heaven, but this is God's word. I know it was interpreted by man and put together, but it stood good for 400 years, never need no changing, never need revising, but in 1985, they decided that we needed some other kind of Bibles. We needed a new revised version. You may say this morning, I don't understand all the these and the thous. You know what you need to do? You need to go to your prayer closet. You need to get on your knees 18 inches down and get serious with God. He'll begin to speak to you out of his living word. Amen. I'm talking about the rhema word of God, the living word of God. He'll speak to you so you can understand. So when you turn on that vomit box at your house, I got one of them in my house, and that sin comes up pour it out of that screen and it starts to pollute your eyes and your mind. You can remember what thus saith the word of God. What he said to come out from among them and be ye separate. You got remotes in your house. Pull that thing out and turn it off or turn the channel. Can I get a witness? 
Well, he's going to preach on the TVs and all that today. I want to preach against sin is what I want to preach against today. I want to tell you we're living in wicked times. And if we ain't real careful, we'll fall right into the trap of the devil. Can God's people be led away? Sure can. If you'll listen to the devil, he'll lead you right off the path that God has set for you. Because the Bible says we're drawn away of our own lust and pride of life. I'm going to do it my way. I don't want to do it, God. I want to do it my way. I think it feels better over here doing it this way. I like this other version. It makes me feel better when I read it. You better watch what feels good all the time. I'm glad I don't live for God with my feelings. I love to feel God in my life, but I ain't uh, basing my religion or basing my salvation on how I feel or this emotional feeling that I feel that makes me want to holler and scream. I know what thus saith the word of God. Why? Because he he said to rightly divide the word of God. Can I get an amen this morning? We need to get in the book and find out what the book says. I don't care if you're a farmer or if you're a doctor or you're a rocket scientist. It's, under, it's what's appointed unto man to die and after this the judgment. We need to find out where we're going one day after a while because you're going somewhere. I'm telling you this morning, we're going somewhere. Paul's trying to tell the Corinthian church here they're discouraged. They've been through a lot. They need to know something. He says, listen, this is temporal, what you're going through right now. Can I tell all of you this morning what you're going through is temporal this morning? And you may say to yourself, we are in a mess and I don't know what we're going to do. Who in the world can fix what's going on? Well, I got good news for you. I know a man who can. <laughs> I know a man who can fix your problems this morning. If you'll listen to him. Amen. I'm not looking for a Grammy. I'm looking for a whammy. <laughs> I need a good whammy from the Lord every now and again. Straighten me up and show me who I am. And tell me, hey, Gary, you need to walk right. You need to live right. You need to talk right. And how do you do that? You get in the word of God. Yes. And we are living in difficult times. But it's exciting times for the people of God. Right. I'm telling you, I'm excited. Because when I see them doing stuff like they did this week on the TV, it gets me excited. <laughs> Knowing we're fixing to move out of here. When I see the interviews with these young people, they don't even know what they, what they are. They get up and they say, well, I just woke up this morning. I feel like I'm going to be a cat today. I never have woke up, brothers, and thought, I'm going to be a cat today. I'm going to go use a litter box this morning. I ain't never felt like that, not one time. Nor have I ever woke up, Brother Chris, thinking, man, I'm going to be a woman today. I'm going to go in my wife's closet, put a dress on. I think I'll be a woman today. You, won't, you know what I heard a man say this week? They may be all kinds of genders in this world right now as they proclaim. But a hundred years from now when they dig your bones up and they do a DNA test, you'll either be a man or a woman. There'll be no genders a hundred years from now. Guess where there'll be no more genders at when you stand before God? He'll know exactly who he made and you'll stand there for who you are. That's the truth. Can I say this morning, we do not, we do not hate transgender people, lesbians, 
homosexuals, drunks, dope. We do not hate these people. We love these people. And you know where they need to be? Right here. Sitting right beside you so they can feel the Spirit of God. That heavy weight jumping off of you over onto them. That's what they need. And we need to tell them how much we love them. And tell them they're welcome in the house of God. They're welcome here to come. They're welcome here to know a man <laughs> who can change everything in their life. How do you know that, preacher? I found out in a book there was a woman one time by a well that her life was a wreck. I mean, she was a wreck and everybody knew it. Nobody liked her. And she would go later in the day. All the other women would go early in the morning. She waited later so she wouldn't have to be around everybody because she knew her lifestyle. I'll wait till all those other ladies go to the well. And when they're gone, then I'll go to the well. So she got, can you imagine that day she got up? She might be saying, man, I wish I could go on down there, but if I do that and they'll talk about me, that one over there knows where I've been, that one over there, I'd probably run off with her husband, and you know, there'll be somebody that won't like me, so I'll just wait a little while so nobody will know, and I'll go on down to the well. But listen, she goes down to the well, and she thinks, okay, there's nobody around. I can draw water now. When she gets to the well, there's somebody there. <laughs> I'm talking about a woman that's in a mess. Amen. She gets to the well, and there sits the man. Can you just see her? She's taking them water pots and dropping them down in the well. And, and if I know Jesus the way I think I know him, he's just sitting there waiting until she drops the thing in there and starts drawing water out. And he says, hey, can I have a drink of water? She knows who he is, that he's not a Samaritan. She knows that he's a Jew. And see, at this time, the Samaritans don't have nothing to do with Jews. We're in the same boat. The Christians are not trying to have anything to do with the transgender. We're just like this. And all I have heard is how Christians, it's all hate speech. And they don't want nothing to do with church. They don't want to do nothing with God's people because all they do is down them and tell them how they're, they're good for nothing and they're wicked and going to hell, which is true. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. I have never won one person out on the street walking up to them and said, hey, you're going to hell. You know what they do? They turn around, rebuke me, and go on. Why? Because I dispute out what they already know. They need to see Jesus and not me. Right. Jesus here wanted her to see him for who he was. And when he said, give me a drink, something rung a bell. What do you mean give you a drink? We're, we're not supposed to be having any dealings with each other. <laughs> Christians and transgenders are not supposed to have nothing to do with each other because we're living on two separate planets, I reckon, is what the world says. And even the Christian world says. I guarantee you if uh, this church was full of them this morning, you would be sitting here uncomfortable 
looking at each other, looking at them going, what are we going to do? You know what we would do? We would do just what we've been doing this morning. And that's praising him. And showing them there's a different way to live. Yes, we're not going to put them in this pulpit. Yes, we're not going to have them leading the choir. Yes, we're not going to allow them to sing and to preach in that lifestyle that they're in. You know why? Because this is a holy place right here. Amen. This is all God's house. But this platform is a holy place. And I expect every person that stands on this stage to be right with God, walking with God. If you don't, I pray God will get you to the place that you can't even sleep until you get it right. Because this is a holy place. But this is also a place where it brings people together. We see families on the altar bringing it to God. It's not so that you can see them. It's so that they can see God. <laughs> Give me a drink. What do you mean? Give you a drink. I'm not supposed to have nothing to do with it. If you knew who it was that just asked you, you'd say, let me have that living water. Because he said, I am the living water. I'm the bread of life. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. We are carrying that eternal weight of glory in us right now. Did y'all miss the first part of that verse? Where he says that his glorious light shines out through us to the world and they see his glorious light, it comes through us. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men Amen. unto him. Amen. How's he draw? He draw, Chris, come here. <laughs> Let me show you how God works. Turn around right here. It's a great man of God. He's going to preach for us tonight. And I've been praying for him all week. But how God works is when he goes out into the world and he begins to speak to the world, the Lord works through him and then shines it right back out. And people are drawn through his ministry to him. That's how it works. Same way with you. When you speak the word of God, it comes through you and straight to him. And God works back through you to them, guys. You see how that works? It's through us is how it works. And he'll do the same thing for you this morning. So he's talking to that woman. He begins to explain to her, I'm the way. I'm the living water. How can I have this water that you talk about? He gave her an opportunity to be truthful. He said, Brother Johnny's told her, he said, go get your husband and bring him. That's the way the Lord is. He'll find you right where you're at. Go get your husband. And she was truthful enough. Lord, I have no husband. He said, in that, you've rightly said, because you've had five of them. Well, Lord, we don't want no woman in here got five husbands living with one now. We sure don't want them kind of people here at Vickers Chapel. That's exactly the kind of people we want, amen? Because God can turn their lives around. Amen. He began to tell her how he knew all that. You know what happened? Her eyes was open, and she actually ran, the Bible says, back to the city. 
a woman ran back and carried the gospel to the city and went back there and said, hey, come see a man that told me everything I ever done. Please come see him. He's got to be the Messiah. He told me what, was, what I needed in my life. Come see a man. You know why she done that? Because she knew the man who can. <laughs> hey, he can change your life just like he changed hers. He'll change your life the same way. We have got to break this cycle of hatred and rejection of sinners. We need to have a burden. God has laid on my heart a month ago. We need to pray as a church for a burden for the lost. Every day of your life, God give me a burden. Put somebody on my heart. God help me to pray. There's people lost at the church. There's young people lost. There's people my family lost. God help me pray for them. We need a burden for the lost. Why? Because we know a man who can change their life. If you had the cure for cancer this morning, wouldn't you want to tell people that are dying with it how they could get better? You know the answer to a better thing than cancer. You know the answer to eternal life whose name is Jesus. The one that can change them forever. No matter where they've been, what they've done, tell them I know a man who can change everything in your life. He can help you. He can heal you. He can get you off this sin path that you're on. And you can follow him. And we can see it over and over here in the scriptures. Paul is trying to encourage them and tell them this is a light affliction. If we suffered all of our ministry, it's but for a moment. Do y'all realize that? Your life can be over just like that. Your life is a moment. Are you living in a moment? Because it's going to be over just like that. If you live a hundred years, it'll be a moment. This stuff that we're going through is temporal. It's temporal. But eternity is waiting. I know a man that can hear you. I know a man that can help you. I know a man that can bless you this morning. But he ain't going to force himself on you. Christians, if you're living in defeat, you're living out of victory, you're, you're, you're beat down, and you can't raise your head up, you, you can't even feel the presence of God. You're not moving forward. You, you don't know what's going on. I'm telling you what's going on. You've got your eyes off the prize. You ain't drawing water. You ain't doing nothing but sitting stagnant. And God can't use stagnant water. Matters of fact, God hates stagnant water. He said, I'd rather have you hot or cold. One or the other. Other else, he'll spew you out. What's that mean? He'll pull them blessings out of your life. You ever felt like you've been in a desert and there's nobody there? I've been there. I've been so deep in the valley that I looked straight up to barely see any sunshine. I'm wondering if I was ever going to come out of the valley. But have I, I've told you thousands of times some of the prettiest things grow deep in the valley. <laughs> 
It's down in the valley where the man who can can help you. And we must, as children of God, God has, has weighed me heavy to tell you this morning, we need to show the love of Christ. We need to reach out to those that are hurting. We don't need to be standing with protest signs on the outside of an abortion clinic telling everybody they're going to hell and throwing rocks at them in the name of Jesus. That's not the will of God. The will of God is to tell them you love them. Tell them that there's a God that can change their circumstances. There's a God that loves that baby that they're about to abort. And ask God to help them, show them love, don't show them hate. Well, how else are we supposed to tell them? That's the world's way to do it. The world's way is to, to protest and, and, and to tell them how much you hate them and tell them they're wrong and do all these things against them. We're to show them love. I wonder if the Lord asked you today to walk up to somebody you don't even know. I just wanted to tell you that Jesus loves you and walk away. I ain't going to do that. Well, they'll, they'll think that I'm weird. I'd rather be weird for Jesus than cool for the devil. Because that coolness that you think you're living in it's going to be bad one day. It's going to be real bad. The Lord sent me here this morning to tell you there's a man that can hear you. Why can't they understand, preacher? It's because of verse 3. He says, but if the gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. You know why it's hid? Because he's put the word in you and I to be that witness for him. We're to be the word. Jesus said, I go away. I'm the light, but now ye are the light. He's gone away. He's at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. Now we are the light of the world. We're the ones that's supposed to shine forth the light. We should be standing outside, waving them down. Jesus loves you. I know a man who can change your life. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to the light. I go outside and hold this light up in the middle of summer, and I mean in a few moments the bugs will be all over it. They're drawn to the light. We ought to be like a bunch of bugs drawn to the light of Jesus. Amen. We ought to look at this light so long that when we look away, we can't see nothing. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting this or not We need to be so close And staring at the light That we can't see nothing else You ought to be looking at it just like that I can't see none of you now That's the way it should be this morning You should love the word of God so much That it blinds you from the things Of the world And when you see stuff happen Like it happened this week you can say, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, quickly. My heart was broke to see the praise of a demonic. That's all it was, was demonic thing at the Grammys. I hate to even mention it, but it's the world we live in. It's happening here. It's happening there. It's happening over there. And if you don't see it happening all around you, you got your hands over your eyes, spiritually speaking. You are blind. 
we need to be ready. Because in the hour that you think not, the Bible says, so cometh the Son of Man. I'm not discouraged that the world is praising sin. I'm not discouraged that our government is praising sin. I'm not discouraged that the government's trying to pass laws that we can't stand against sin. I'm not discouraged. Why? Because it's a lot of affliction. I'm fixing to move out of here. They can lock me up and throw me away, but that'll be a lot of affliction for all that he's done for me. You say, you got you to gotta, uh, want to go to prison? No, I don't want to go to prison no more than you want to go to prison, but I want to stand for Christ no matter what it costs. Are you willing to live for this man no matter the cost? Are you going to be a compromiser? I'm afraid a lot of us are compromisers. Your pastor at times has been a compromiser. And I've had to repent before God and say, God help me to not be a compromiser. But that I will show your love and I will have your boldness to stand up that when I'm put to the test, I would say, I know a man 